It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's the sexiest podcast in podcast land. It's the Luke and Pete Show. And it's Thursday, the 24th of January. Monday was all about Buzz Aldrin, Prince Philip doing his thing, and all the different names for woodlice. What on earth is today going to be like? Pete Donaldson. Doing his thing? What? Endangering the life of a baby? Get him pissed. (laughs) Alleged. Not even alleged. We can't say allegedly. No. I hate it when people do that. Getting up. Getting up. Get him pissed. Get him pissed. Prince Philip, what, Prince Philip. I imagine Prince Philip and the Queen sleep in separate bedrooms. People of, of certain ages do. Can happen. Mm. Prince Philip, I imagine on that day, that, that fateful day, mm. he walked into the Queen's bedroom. All right. She's like, okay. All right. Not bad. How are you? Yeah, good. What are you doing today? Get him pissed. <laughs> Might take the rangy for a spin. <laughs> I'm going to get pissed. I'm going to drink only British vodka. Yeah. See you later, doll face. No, gin, gin, gin. gin. Always gin. Always gin. Yeah. Always gin. And then he tries to pop a wheelie in a Land Rover. Can't pop happen. It. Can't pop happen. It. What, do you, what kind of tunes do you reckon he listens to? I happen to be watching. Bit of Wagner. He, he's thinking, <laughs> yeah, he's thinking, I'll tell you what happened, officer. I happened to catch the final 10 minutes of Denver the Last Dinosaur on the way out of the house <laughs> about the guitar playing, hard BMX riding dinosaur. And I thought, I'm going to pop a wheelie. Let's take it off some jumps. Yeah. Let's take this bit. The, the first words, apparently, uh, joking aside, though, it's not, obviously, we hope no one was hurt. I don't think anyone was hurt. No. But anyway. Oh, a Range Rover. Joking They're aside. Expensive. I, I, it's now been reported that the first words that Prince Philip said after he got out of the car was, Did you see that skid? <laughs> <laughs> he just looked at the car window going, No foreigners in here? Yeah. Gnarly. No. <laughs> Um, last on Monday we also had a bit on baseball and someone almost dying while listening to our show for which we are absolutely not liable so suck on it Jamie M and what happened remember he busted his ankle in 14 places because he walked out in front of a car oh yes that's right because I think I missed in my brain and my ears and my thoughts um, I missed the start of that because I was looking at something else and I was like what hang on I've got in the middle of this and Somebody's breaking their ankle, and you know I hate ankles getting broken. It's one of your phobias, isn't it? It is one of my phobias. You are phobic yeah. of that. I sometimes send you quite crudely um, sketched artist impressions mm. of sprained ankles on WhatsApp, don't I? Yes, and it's not welcome. And I get capital letters back, don't I? Capital, <laughs> you letters, get back. capital letters back. I get indoor language back, <laughs> is what I get. <laughs> I send you uh, videos of that uh, naturist who uh, dances around to um, football teams. So, so this is, yeah, so this is a great thread. Uh, 2019. Um, Online 
content. Mm. There is a subculture. I don't know if it's big enough to be seen as a subculture. It's a one-man subculture. No, no, I don't think, I don't think it is. Right. I'll tell you why, because I'm going to go as far as to call it a subculture purely because, do you remember Brexit Man doing it? Oh, yeah, he was... <laughs> we have voted for Brexit, Brexit, and he's got a St. George's flag in his hand. He's completely Billy Bollocks. Must... He's danced in front of a webcam. I he's must... about 60. Yeah, I, I must look at that up. I must look that up. And it starts off as quite a eccentrically British, um, of interest, weird video. Yeah. And the second half is just racial epithets. Yeah. The whole way through. And, his and little you belly, you've let yourself down there. He's got a little, he's got a belly, and then underneath, just before the penis starts, and the, you know those little bellies you get yeah. above the penis? Imagine having one of them. <laughs> Imagine having no, no, that. that you kind of want to... I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a man who, who, who instinctively wants to touch other men's privates, but I would like to give one a little poke. See what it's like. It's very, 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 very soft. And, and soft. speaking of... Um, strokeable. Speaking strokeable. of overweight men's features... Right. Can I pull up something you my said trousers. a week ago? <laughs> yeah, can I, can I just, yeah, yeah. Can, can I, I pull up my Pull top? up my trousers. Um, no, can I pull you up on something you said a couple of weeks ago, which mm. is that you didn't think in the um, Steve Coogan and John C. Riley vehicle, Stan and Ollie... Yeah, his fat suit was very John's, good. Yeah, I disagree with that. Really? I think his jowl was really realistic. I was watching it in full screening room, you know, massive screen. The paws just don't work for me. His fat hands didn't work either. It never moves correctly. Let's talk about his jowl, though. Right. I thought his jowl looked very realistic. Jowl too bulbous. Too bulbous for me. Uh, jowls hang way more heavy than that. I'm thinking Nicholas Soames. I'm no, thinking Sepp Blatter. Oh, yeah. Sepp Blatter's lost a lot of weight, actually. Right. I'm thinking... Um, well, he's so active now. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He's always on the run from the law. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I know what you mean. My jowl is sort of covered by a beard. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in my 30s. We're both in our 30s. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. Um, I promised... um, Not to do this again. Yeah. I I promised that we would be a little bit more zeitgeisty with this show. And I think you promised the same, Pete. And I picked up something in the news this morning Mm. in a newspaper that I haven't written down, but it doesn't matter. Uh, And it is talk of a couple who went on a cruise as a hot on a holiday. Right, yeah. And um, when they arrived upon upon board and, and into their cabin, mm. they found something perhaps they didn't expect. Legionnaire's disease. No, that's that's, Always Legion, that's, classic, yeah, that's about two weeks in. Classic. Yeah, about two um, weeks in. Kind of cruise. I tell you what, I would. I think one. Of the, I'm a firm believer that you have to have as many experiences as you can in life. <laughs> and Legionnaire's right? disease is definitely one of them. No, I think food poisoning on a cruise is yeah. going to be an absolute shit state. That, something you should, probably should experience. That's that sort of the, um, the, disease. The, the creeping like terrifying nature of you're definitely going to get it <laughs> no but also when it's you the closest do, thing you're going to get to replicating the plague in, tw- in the 21st century when you century. do get it though I think it's really important to book out another cabin because that's you done that's you done for the whole trip so essentially quarantine yourself quarantine yourself just and you're just rocking back and forth because you're on a cruise and you're shitting and you're vomiting oh man yeah. what a terror and you can't escape you I think you just want to be home. I think, it, yeah, that's a big thing. Ooh. I think it's. I think there's a very almost unrivaled terror in being on a cruise ship. Mm. Let's say two days out from any land, okay? And you just hear on the grapevine over dinner, Is captain's table maybe. Someone's gone down with food poisoning. Someone's gone food what do you poisoning. do? <laughs> I'm straight away. Not. I'm either doing one or two things. Straight Vending away. machine food and and water. Yeah, vending machines always come into it. <laughs> I'm either knife and fork down. I'm legging it back to the cabin and I'm not coming out. Right. Vending machine comes into play there. Mm. Or I'm finding who it is and I'm just kissing them. Killing them. I'm kissing <laughs> them. Get, get it done. Okay, get out of the way. Get out of the way, yeah. 
Because it's, it's the fear. It. It's the unknown fear that I don't like. <laughs> it's not the food poisoning because I'm robust enough to deal with it, I think. It's just, it's right. just, it's just the terror of it. I had a terror. I um, occasionally, um, because I live alone, uh, and not that anyone would be cooking for me if, if I live with anyone, um, the, um, I go get these little tuna kind of meals, these tiny little tuna meals. I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm working out, so I'm trying to not eat crap during the week. Right. Uh, so these little foil John West things, which is like a tuna kind of salad with beans and potatoes in it and stuff. And you peel a, peel a foil, uh, but it's got a little mini fork on the top. So I peeled off the fork, and I think inadvertently... The whole one of the fork prongs went right. through the top of the foil, but I didn't see that happen. So I look down and I see this foil, this perfect foil, oh, uh, kind of like, and I think it's been compromised. Yeah. And I open it and I'm like, has this been compromised? And I'm smelling the tuna, and it just smells like tuna. And I'm I'm spending about half an hour on this. Should I eat it? Chuck Should it. I not eat it? Chuck it. I eat it. Yeah, fair enough. I'm all right. Yeah, I knew you'd have it. Let me let me do this story because mm. I got I got sidetracked by food poisoning and losing disease. So I'll, I'll let the newspaper take it up. They say even on a four thousand eight hundred pound trip of a lifetime, a holiday maker does not expect this. A UK couple are seeking compensation after saying they boarded a cruise ship sailing from Singapore to Phuket to find another man and woman in flagrante in their designated cabin, which basically means they were fucking. Right. Um, Bobby and Mary Jackson, aged 64 and 62, from County Antrim in Northern Ireland, were offered £200 each off their next journey with Norwegian Cruise Line. Mrs. Jackson told the Sunday Post, I was traumatised and I needed a glass of water. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Jackson said, we are not prudes, but this was ridiculous. Did they, did they not get put into another cabin? Or did they have to stay in that jizz-flecked cabin? Tell you what, 200 quid off the next uh, cruise... And Clean change the yourself. sheets. I'll take it. <laughs> Clean up yourself. They want... You don't want to go on another cruise. There might be four people fucking in there. They... <laughs> that, that's never one know. way of looking at it. They want compensation. They've been offered £200 each off the next compensation. journey. Compensation. Come on. That's good. Compensation for come. Compensation. It's a charity yeah. I'm starting. It's like <laughs> cash <Yeah>. for kids. <laughs> don't say that in the same sentence again. <laughs> what are you doing, in that, you... What are you doing Sp- in that situation, Donaldson? You get on board the cruise ship. And and um, that's happening. What do you do? I always think that um, when couples go for a lovely cruise or a nice holiday, and they hear other couples or experience other couples fucking, it sets an untenable bar—not an untenable bar, but like a kind of like oh, they look like they sound like they're having fun. Why aren't we having fun? Why aren't we fucking at this right moment? It's not answering my question, though, is it? I'm just saying it. It sets a what kind of cruise is this? <laughs> yeah, okay. John Bon Jovi is selling tickets to a John Bon Jovi cruise. Yeah, lots of artists do. Weezer do as well, yeah. don't they? But John Bon Jovi, it just makes me giggle a little bit. It just makes me laugh. Just John Bon Jovi cannot escape the trip. I think it's to Mallorca. It's Palmer in Mallorca, from Palmer. Yeah, P A L M A is in yeah, Mallorca. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there was footage of him very recently um, at a sports event. They played "Living on the Prayer," and he was seen to be mouthing along to it. Yeah, so quite like nice. that. Um, I think NFL tight end for the New England Patriots, Rob Gronkowski, has his own yes. cruise as well. He's a he's a foul man. Yeah, yeah, he is, and he. Um, I was I saw him in obviously Patriots in the Super Bowl and I saw him in the championship game recently mm. and he's got a big arm bracket on his because he's got like a big arm support but it's like a bionic one right okay and I thought oh man it's, it's tough um, tough playing American football you know he gets beat up all the time mm. understand he gets injuries looked it up uh, got pissed and fell off a table so <laughs> that's how he got that injury yeah exactly um, and, and, and also in the news today it's just something I particularly liked from someone who tweeted uh, two images side by side the first one is two news stories basically mm. in the same newspaper one was um, 
Styles vowed to come clean on endorsements, which is that um, Instagram famous people mm. are now required to declare a lot more publicly when they're being paid to promote something. And we've all seen right, that yeah. Fire Festival documentary and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's as a, as a reaction to that. Mm. Um, it's people like Rita Ora and um, some big YouTubers and the Kardashians, that kind of mm. stuff, right? And then and the next page is... Um, Boris Johnson given £10,000 before speech. <laughs> and it's basically, <laughs> Boris Johnson was paid £10,000 to stand in front of a JCB digger by JCB to talk about his views on Brexit. And right. it's not, and, and, and fair enough, it's declared, and I don't want to turn this into a politics show, and I don't presume, you know, propose to do that, but, and, but fair enough, it's declared in the, in the members' registered interests mm. in the House of Commons in Westminster. But the average person, I can't help but feel, should have to know about that. They should well, know going, that. Why is there a JCB digger behind us? I'm, I'm if being... it was that bloke, that um, that Scouse bloke who smashed up that travel log, love that. I'd love to have a bit of him. That's the new stories the we should be doing. Tell people about this if they haven't seen it. Uh, you will have seen it. It's a guy who apparently didn't get paid by um, Travelodge or one of the uh, the big hotel brands here in uh, England um, in Liverpool, smashing the shit out of the foyer of uh, said Travelodge. Uh, because he reckoned he hadn't been paid. But then I think there was a twist in the tale. He had been paid, and he just smashed up. Like, a, so an they just untold... find a dig on the side of the road? Because they look quite hard to drive. No, I think he was he was getting paid for work he did, work rendered, so to speak, in his digger. Right. Uh, so he turned up in his digger and went, I was about that. I mean, oh. all the freelancers on my timeline were like, yes, more of this, please. His final, words were, his final words were before was, oh, two days to clear. <laughs> nuts. I can't yeah. believe that. It's ama- see- the commentary is amazing. Oh, the guy's just a guy in the background, just just absolutely loving it's it. What happens when you don't pay your fucking bills? Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Um, have you seen? There's a plugin for um, the Chrome browser or maybe the Edge browser, whichever browser it is. It doesn't really matter. Uh, there's a plugin that basically, um, whenever you visit a news site that is less than reputable or has a terrible record for just talking absolute shite. Right. Um, things like Infowars and things like that. Um, it basically uh, gives you a warning. It basically says, warning, uh, this website is known to contain so many untruths, we can't even get into it right now. Uh, and so it's all kind of um, well-researched and, and you get a rating. And if you're n- known to be a, a complete bullshit uh, you get things. But there was a big fight between the Daily Mail and the people who created this app, this plugin for your browser, which is optional whether you want to, to get involved in that. If you If you need that in your browser... Um, to, yeah, to, to th- point yeah. out fake news and to, to no, but point I think out if you're the type of person who needs that, you're not going to be able to know how to install a plugin into your browser. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I do like the fact that the Daily Mail took umbrage with the fact that when you visit the Daily Mail, yeah. um, this little thing comes up goes, they, they talk shit all the time. And it's yeah. just wonderful. I think that is the future. I think every browser should have it installed by default. I agree. I think the uh, the obviously the, the propensity for certain groups and age groups actually to, to, to share stuff and not thinking about critically is a really bad thing. But I, I but unfortunately I do think that the people who are the type of people to share that kind of stuff are the people who think a plug in is one of those air fresheners you put in, the, in, in your <laughs> but house. As soon as you as soon as you start um kind of criticizing people like Facebook or Instagram for the kind of posts that they promote and the kind of posts that they have on there, they suddenly go, We're we're not we're an aggregator. We're not a media. We're not the media. It's like they are the media. That that's yeah, how you are, access that they, they are literally the media. Well, it's the same editorial decision as deciding whether to run a story or not. Yeah, exactly. Deciding Massively. what people see. What so, they so they see. sort of get, they, they they sort of get away with it by saying that they're, they're not the media. I would extend that. Even. Are we the media? Uh, yes, I believe we do. We are. And We're do fucked. we do we make editorial decisions about whether we should tell people what we think about Prince Philip? Um, well, we don't have. Well, we're having a meeting now about it. I guess. <laughs> Let's do all our meetings. Let's on, do our on, meetings on, on the shows, yeah. Um But I just think that. Um, if you can blame Facebook for promoting certain posts or allowing you to see certain posts. Why can't you blame a browser like Internet Explorer or 
um, Chrome for allowing you to see these as well. So yeah, the vehicle itself, yeah. the vehicle itself is going to be open to criticism. Where, do you, where does that stop? Or Dell laptop screens? Yeah. Or your optician? <laughs> yeah. How deep can this go? I hold my own corneas responsible. <laughs> that's why I'll be removing them. Oh no, that's a disaster. Um, right, we'll be back in a minute for more fun. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, y'all, it's Farmer Mima into today. I'm sick of her. Yeah. You're probably wondering why I'm in a cold, dark room repeatedly spilling molasses. It's a good point. You're probably it's wondering the same. Hundredth year anniversary of the Great Molasses Flood. Yeah. Fairly recently, I think. Something I think that was on the first episode of the Link Peach. Believe Show. so. Believe was it so. Boston? I believe part of Boston was engulfed in massive amounts of molasses. It was one of the inspirational things that made us want to do this show. Reading about that. I love molasses. Yeah. So delicious. Do you want an email, Luke? I would love one, mate. Let's get an email. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com to get in touch. And um, thank you very much if you've got in touch already. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and uh, may it continue mm. for a very long time. I have a bit of this Christmas story. A little bit late, but we're having it anyway. Uh, Mohammed, thank you, Mohammed. Uh, hey, guys, long time listener, first time emailer. Typing this while two year olds annoying uh, audio toy powered by Max Day batteries. I don't think you've had a Max Day before. I'm going to say. I think that we would have, but I don't think we have. I'm going to say a new player has entered the game. Mm. Um, being a Muslim, I enjoyed your Christmas stories throughout December and was fascinated by some of the quirky traditions. However, you might be surprised to hear that this pork free emailer has his own Christmas story, which took place this past December. Let me set the scene. My uncle and auntie, who live in a flat on the beachfront in Durban with their daughter and her four year old son, Yusuf, were away on pilgrimage. Uh, upon hearing that, my wife, the aforementioned two year old, and I were headed for Durban while they were away. My generous uncle offered us the flat to stay in. Exorbitant uh, peak holiday hotel rate fears quelled. We accepted the offer. Uh, the 
only caveat being that my cousin and uh, Yusef would be uh, there as well as they didn't go on the pilgrimage, turns out. Right. Uh, that was not a problem, and it was all system score for our big old holiday. Upon arrival, uh, we were warmly greeted at the door by my cousin, placing our luggage down. Uh, the corner of my caught something. It I felt what can only be described as an internal mini heart attack. Oh. In plain sight of Most everyone... Most heart attacks are internal. <laughs> I mean, it's the heart is inside the body. If it's external, if, all bets are off, you're if fucked. You, if you're listening to this and your heart isn't inside your body, mm. I mean, keep listening because we add, add impressions, but, yeah. but go to the hospital. Go to the... Don't, know, get, it could be don't get run over like Jamie M. It could be congenital. Sometimes they're born outside the ribs. Yeah, but I think you know that in my now. brain. Yeah, you if you're old know. enough to have a podcast app, you know that. What's this wart on my chest? It's your heart. <laughs> yeah. It's pulsing. Um, yeah, basically, uh, had a, a, a little mini heart attack. A little, little heart attack. Heart attack. Um, I felt what could only be described as an eternal mini heart attack. In the plain sight of everyone stood a Christmas tree complete with decorations and presents underneath. I was shocked to say the least, especially because my uncle and aunt are very strict when it comes to religion. Not wanting to be rude, since we were the guests in the flat, I decided not to inquire. My wife, on the other hand, now had no such reservations in pointing out the elephant in the room. Ignoring my frantic facial expressions, candidly asked, what's up with the Christmas tree? Right. Um, in the wrong flat. <laughs> that now uh, all too familiar internal mini heart attack returned. I feared the question would cause offence and we would be kicked out and left to fend for ourselves on the dangerous streets of Durban or even worse, those exorbitant hotels I alluded to earlier. <laughs> Thankfully, the question was met with a giggle and a calm response. No, it's for Yusuf. Uh, apparently, he watches a lot of TV and, caught, and got caught up in the Christmas hype. Uh, and in tr insisted on a tree and presents to open up on Christmas morning, which is just lovely. That's amazing. I breathed a sigh of relief, but no one. But one question still nagged me. What about your parents? I asked. To which you replied, uh, no, it's just for this year because they're aware and they won't find out. <laughs> Imagine finding like a, a little bit of tinsel. Going, Where's the tinsel secret coming? Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like at the end of Home Alone where they find the little Joe Pesci's gold tooth on the floor. Yes, beautiful. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just for this year. And uh, and then to make sure Yusuf was on board uh, with the story added, right, Yusuf, little Ben, uh, to which he replied, yes, next week, <laughs> next week and only have Christmas when grandma and granddad are dead. <laughs> Yusuf gave it laying down the uh, out of the mouth of babes laying it down hope you enjoyed that Muslim Christmas story keep up the fantastic work guys cheers thank you for nice that Mohammed. cheers Mohammed. I didn't um, have it, actually have the name um, but uh, it is Mohammed because I okay. remembered it well done good mate. well done mate um, thanks for letting us know about that um, what about this from Ben who I mean basically I'm just going to preface this by saying will the woodlice chat never end um, I hope hopefully it will because your story <laughs> that kicked it off was Terrible. fucking boring but First of all, the eye-catching email from Ben starts like this. Remote batteries, Thunderbolt Magnums. I mean, that's combining two. Is that a cut and shut? Is that half a Thunderbolt, <laughs> half a Magnum? Half a battery. Yeah, it's, it's half a it's Magnum a ice cream yeah. <laughs> and uh, a battery shoved on the end of it it's like Magnum, a flake. Magnum condoms, are they the bigger ones? Or am I thinking of Trojans? Trojans, oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, double bluff. I think oh, right. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, no idea, ben says, your discussion of Woodlice in a recent episode reminded me that I was in primary school when we used to call them Freddies. Freddies! And build little houses out of Lego for them. Oh, that's adorable. It's great, isn't it? I grew up... Imagine the crunch if you caught on between two no. Lego bricks. No, it's just bad, isn't it? No. I grew up in the wilds of Somerset, so it's probably a regional thing, but there have got to be some other great names for them. Freddies. Later in life, they were generally referred to as Chuggy Bigs, but an yeah. old lady in the village called them Grimpy Grumpfers. Which is just too Pissing complicated. About. It's, about. Yeah, it's, you've, you've, you've elongated the name. It's not even a nickname because it's much longer. Pissing about. Grimpy Grumpfers. Thanks for that, Ben. Um, hello at lukeandpeacher.com to give us all your wildlife, uh, wildlife, woodlife chat. Wildlife. I had no idea that when um, my internal heart attack went 
in the middle of that Woodlife story where I was thinking, this is so boring. Yeah, that just shouting into a void. We'd still you? be talking about it now, but yeah. there we go, here we go. It are. happened. Um, Butchie Boys, according to Luke J, here's another name for them. What? Butchie Boys. Butchie Boys. That's a Woodlife gang. The fabulous This sounds like them in a gang, boys. little flick knives. Yeah. Little flick knives in their little um, hands. <laughs> their little claws? Yeah. What have they got? Uh, Johnny. Johnny, uh, this is a long one, so strap yourself in. Uh, I was recently listening to an early episode when you were chatting about student nights, emergency service, agitating £10 all-you-can-drink nights. Not only can I confirm su- uh, one such night in the fair city of Leeds, I also write as a survivor of this, an Australian beach bar-themed establishment. I work behind the bar in a lifeguard outfit. I jumped up on a stage in various cheap costumes every so often to dance along to What's the YMCA name? or S Club 7. Um, uh, Johnny. You've got to love yourself to do that job. Well, yeah, a little bit. He got me good looking as well, though. Yeah. yeah. Fair play. Knock yourself out. Yeah. Uh, he says Don't Stop Moving was his uh, song by Escape 7, uh, which, in my opinion, <laughs> still stands up today. Don't Stop Moving. Yeah. Yeah, You've sang bad. completely the wrong melody there. No, it's Don't just... Stop Moving. Do the... It turns into a robot for after a yeah, while. Yeah, but at the end he goes, Don't Stop Moving. That's what it reminds me of. Mm. i tell you what. You're such a Bradley. <laughs> Don't Stop Moving, baby. Only wanna drive me crazy. Hey, out here, brothers! I just thought out of that. Out here, brothers! Remember that they did a song called "Don't Stop." Actually, it was called "Don't Stop." Open bracket, wiggle, wiggle, close bracket. I'm wrong. I want to see you wiggle it just a little That's bit. A different Talking song. about worms. That's a different song. <laughs> to what would life? All right. Um, our ten pound. <laughs> I want to see you, chuggy pig. Just a little bit. <laughs> our uh, ten pound nights fell on a Monday, largely to encourage student trade on our quieter evenings. As word got out around uh, college around this about this uh, cheap, drunken, free for all, you can imagine it got quite popular. £10, all you can drink, amazing. Are we, are we dating this? <sighs> no. Because um, I, I, th- I, remember, I, I remember in the late 90s, a £10 all you can drink night in Millennium and Gosport. Right. It's terrible. And But even, I mean, I'm, I'm 38, so I'm going mm. back away. I imagine most people listening to this a bit younger. I, I mean, that's the only £10 night I can remember. After that, all the ones I can remember were £20 all you can drink. This, we must be going back away here. I'd go to a 30 quid. I never stay in one place no, exactly. to take it's advantage. It's not worth it for you. I reckon sh- this is 1999, I'm going right. to say. Johnny, get in touch, tell doesn't, us. Doesn't matter. Doesn't it matter. does matter. It doesn't matter. The detail's doesn't important. Um, yes, here, here were the rules about the £10 night. Uh, number one, a tenner gets you a wristband. Uh, no drink without a band. Two, no double parking. One yeah. drink at a time. Yeah. If you look too drunk, no more drink. Bring your empty back to get another. And you can't take drinks on the revolving dance floor. Revolving? They had a revolving dance floor. You can't stop moving. No wonder they played no, that song. exactly. Um, one such memorable night saw me struggling through a bar that was eight deep. Particularly keen to adhere to the no double parking rule, we as bar staff developed a quick check to make sure punters weren't hiding drinks behind their backs while ordering. This was simply asking anyone suspicious to wave at us with both hands after returning their empties to us. Normally, pretty girls didn't get this level of scrutiny and often the rules were bent slightly. But as my manager was playing with a till behind me, when this particularly pretty brunette got to the front of the queue, I did my due diligence and asked her to wave two-handed for proof. She responded by lifting just one arm up. I asked again, this time showing her unnecessarily what I meant by waving both of my hands. Again, she continued waving with just one arm, but this time looking a little bit more shifty. I know where this is going. I, know where the, I, I, I don't ever want to do it. this. Still waving both of my hands, I then said, I can't give you a drink until you show me both, uh, both your hands. Uh, and where are you hiding your other hand? Her friend beside her was now shaking his head at me 
Why died? A warning I picked up on too late as he gestured his hand across his neck in the universal sign for please stop urgently. Oh, no. The pretty girl suddenly burst into tears and ran away after queuing for what must have been 20 minutes. I looked bemused to her friend still standing there and he loudly exclaimed, Mate, she's only got one arm. I knew where that was going. Still waving with both hands, albeit slowly, awkwardly, to a halt, my field of vision spread slightly to the disappointing and shocked faces of everyone else waiting to be served. It's terrible. Some turned away and went to another bar in disgust. Some swore. One knobhead laughed. Uh, turned out I was the only one who couldn't see this quite obvious disability in the throng of queuing drunkards. Made all the worse in this context by uh, what would have appeared to be a barman accusing a poor girl of hiding her own detached arm. Yeah, it's poor. Um, imagine, if his song, imagine if his song came out that exact moment and they jump up on the bar because the DJ didn't realise. <laughs> start singing, and that's not appropriate, is Mort- it? <laughs> oh, fucking done you, love. Yeah. Don't stop moving to the- Mortified, I left the bar and later found the girl and her friend to apologise, explaining the genuine mistake. She was okay and she explained it was a bit unlike her to react like that rather than explain, but it was the first time she'd properly been out since the accident that led to her uh, removing her arm uh, and didn't feel as comfortable in what must have been a good 50 people around her. She accepted my apology and we had a bit of a laugh with it uh, when I offered her a free drink to apologise about my clangor. We stayed friends throughout university and she was always served first and allowed to bend the rules from then on. I mean, how could she bend the rules? She'd have to have two drinks in one hand. Then it's too obvious. Exactly. So you've... I mean... Johnny, now in London, well done on abusing a disabled woman. Johnny, I would... I mean, it's an, to be one thing I would say. It's right. Good on him for owning up to it, and it is an innocent mistake. I think that's, I think that was lovely. He took us on a journey. Yeah. Bit of shithousery. Bit, bit of a nightmare, but he got out of it, and there we were still friends at the end of university. Good to hear. Yeah. Good to hear. Innocent mistake. It can happen to it can happen to the best mm. of us. Um, let's finish up with this from Greg, um, who says, "Hello, Luke and Pete. I just found this in my drafts folder from last spring." but I wanted to pass on one of my most embarrassing moments. Mm. When I was about 14, I went on my first date, which my cousin and his girlfriend set up. The four of us went out for laser tag. Can I just say, that's reminded me instantly of when I was about 14. I was set up on a date with my friend, me and my friend David, and these two girls who were the older girls from my sister's dance school. Right, okay. And um, we were both so nervous, neither of us had anything to them all night. Oh, so you didn't go laser tag? I thought there was going to nah. be a laser tag story. We went to the cinema and then to Burger King. Nice. Cinema's fine because you haven't got to speak. Yeah. Burger King was awkward. You shouldn't be speaking while you're eating anyway. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's true. That's what, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I was. It wasn't because I was scared. <laughs> and anyone who says I was scared is a liar. Nobody looks good in laser tag uniforms. And especially after what, they, what do they look like? Well, they're just kind of like big plastic. Um, well, this, this is key to shells story, over the top, aren't they? It's key to Greg's story. So mm. the four of them went out for laser tag. Uh, Greg uh, says this was probably two thousand and one, and laser tag was basically black light central, by which I think he means UV lights. Right. Yeah. Central. Yeah. 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 Um, as we stood in line, my date noticed a big glowing stain on my shorts <laughs> that looked like I had a something about Mary situation going on. <laughs> I tried my best, best to convince them what it wasn't what it looked like, but I don't think anyone believed me. For the record, it wasn't what it looked like. If you're curious, we dated for a few weeks after that, but I was too embarrassed to ever talk to her, and she dumped me over instant message. Oh, uh, Cheers, Greg King. Greg, it can happen to everyone. Do you remember your very first date, Peter? Um, I didn't have jizz in my trousers. That's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, who knows? I didn't go through uh, blue light. Um, first day, I remember t- meeting a girl on the school fields, but I was so terribly nervous. It wasn't my school fields, it was different school fields. Why were you going on the school fields for a date? Well, we just went for a walk around. I think we went to the cinema once, and then, but before that, I think the first day uh, with a girl, I went, she said, come and meet me over the Burn Valley. And like... The nothing, what? The what? The Burn Valley. What's uh, that? It's just a... 
patch of grass. Oh, was that where you met um, near the Beck? Hartlepool, um, Hartlepool football man uh, uh, Michael Brown. Michael Brown, yes, yes, okay, correct. I know yeah, 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 where we split football. Um, so we strolled around there, didn't do anything. She was clearly wanting to do something, and I was just so just fucking scared. shit scared. How old were um, you? Probably older than I care to admit on here, I tell you what. <laughs> did, you, did you take your top off? <laughs> I honestly can't remember, but um, I was probably about 14, maybe. Okay. Um, that's that's all right, 14. Yeah, yeah, girls are terrified when you're 14. Yeah, 14, walking around. But I'd brought an alarm clock with me. Right. I had no reason to get back, but I just presumed that my mum and dad might know where I was, that I was, you know, running off with a girl. So I took not not even the smallest alarm clock in the house. I brought like a bigger one. And I had it in my back pocket because I didn't have a watch. So I had, because I prote- basically was pretending to everyone that I had to get back by a certain time. Yeah. Just, I, I mean, that, I mean that's, that's a lot. That is literally alarm bells, but for, for, the, for the girl as well. She's thinking, what is. He's going to get his clock out. <laughs> yeah. You took an alarm clock with you. We occasionally get emails from, like, you know, lads, and it, and it, it is many lads because lasses, I think, have their shit together a bit, a bit sooner. Sort of saying, I'm a, I'm a kid, I'm at school or whatever, and, you know, things aren't going well for me and stuff. And I sort of think, you're coming to the wrong people. Because, yeah. I, I mean, certainly for me, I was so such an idiot when, yeah. when I was a kid. And Same. And I just, I, I just hope that people realise that post-school, it gets so much better. Yeah. Like... Your brain might not be like like your brain might be the same, but the environment just gets better. You're just more relaxed. Yeah, I, I do and think. I, it, and I, I wish think it's a I universal wish, thing among yeah. men and women because we, if we um go uh, that age, boys and mm. girls, because if you listen to Berkhamster Revisited, mm. another one of our shows on uh, the Radio Stakhanov Network, um, both the Laura's on that show go through their teenage years, their upbringing, mm. and ultimately, one thing you realise is both from their experiences and the people that email in, which is both male and female mm. correspondents. Everyone feels the same. Everyone's got that anxiety. Even if they outwardly pretend they're the coolest people around, they're yeah. not. Yeah. No one is. It's mad though, isn't it? But don't take an alarm clock out on a date. I mean, no. That's, I mean, that, but that's for me. That's your bare minute. That's, that's an advice, like, a piece of advice but, I can give you. Don't take an alarm clock out on a date. That's, one, that's a piece of advice you feel like you shouldn't have to give someone though. Yeah, I know. You can't mention everything. Yeah. You can't mention everything. Yeah. Don't bring a broom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, exactly. You'd be, where would you be with that? Anyway, that's about enough time for this, I think, for, yeah. for, for Thursday. We'll be back on Monday, of course. If you want to get in touch about any of those subjects, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Mm. Have a blooming lovely weekend. I hope the world is kind to you. Um, but if it isn't, you'll always find two friends in the shape of Pete and I every Monday and Thursday on the Luke and Pete Show. So we'll see you then. Get your clock out. This was a Radio Stakhanov production.